All right, elevate. 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 What, what? What, what? God is good. And all the time. Come on, somebody. Somebody just look to your left and give him a high five. Just real fast, man. Right? Look to your right and give him a high five. Some of y'all look like you never give a high five ever in your life. Some people are like, dude, I don't even know how to do a high five. Like this section over here is like, dude, what is a high five? Like, dude, it's like this. It's like this. It's okay, man. My name is Pastor Steven Ramos. I'm the pastor here at Elevate Youth. Come on, somebody. How many, praise God, amen. How many people are excited to be here on a Friday? Right? It's like the sun came out, but then it's still cold, right? You guys feel that today? It was deceptive, man. But it's okay. God is still good, and I believe he's going to do what he needs to do in this place tonight. Amen? Um, as we go forward, as you, as you guys see, or as, for you guys that have been here for the series, we are in a series called True or False, right? How many people have been enjoying this series, True or False? Anybody out there? Have anybody been learning? That's the real thing. Because you can enjoy something, but have you been learning and has it been changing your life? Anybody out there? We got one person right here. One person. Right? Can I use an example? Would you be able to come up here and give us an example? Can you do that, Bree? Right? You're okay? Any, can anybody in this, in this room give me an example of how your life has been impacted in this series? Anybody? People are like scared, like, dude, I did not come to church for this. You're supposed to talk to me. I am not supposed to talk to you. But anybody, right now, any bold person that can do that, anybody, I'm about to pick on y'all right now. I'm about to pick on y'all. Who is that? Who? Come on. Who? What? Will. Will. Come here, Will. Okay. To let y'all know, I was not scared. I was going to go up here anyway. So, okay. <laughs> okay. So, um. Through this past weeks, um, the, the sermons that Steve's been preaching, they've been really impactful. And uh, I've really been applying them to my life. And it's really been awesome, you know. Um, I'm experiencing God's love in so many different levels. And it's, it's, it's not words to imagine, you know. You can't put them into words that you have to go out and show his love. You can't just sit back and hold his love for yourself. You have to go out and, and share with other people, you know, because his love is for everyone. His love, joy, peace, and it's everyone you know and i'm just excited for this right here i'm so excited man because when this one hits man i'm gonna go out and show more love to more people that i don't even know give it up for will man praise god man it's our brother in christ he said something that was so amazing in there that we're actually going to be talking about today and he said man after this one i'm going to go out there and i'm going to love some more and see that's there's a big difference there Hey, I could have fun at Elevate. Man, it's been awesome. It's been cool. But have you been doing that which you've been hearing? Or are you just hearing it? You got the goosebumps. Some of y'all come up here. Boogers are coming out. I got to get you guys napkins and stuff. It's all over me because I was praying over you. But then you leave, and it's like, I'm not doing it, though. I'm not doing it. I cried. Boogers came out. I think that was enough. I'm not going to love anybody. And the thing is, that is the wrong attitude because this, the word of God, what it does is it transforms us from the inside out. That even though at a time you didn't want to do it, but now all of a sudden you want to love everybody because you found out that Jesus loves you. Amen? And that's what we want to be talking about today. We're about to hit this thing full throttle. We are, and I'm just ready for that. Can we all just bow our heads and close our eyes? Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord God, for this time, Lord. 
God, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to be used as a vessel, Lord God, that you can speak in and through, God, for your glory, God. Lord, I am nothing without you, God. But with you, God, I am all things, God. I can do it, God. I can do all things, God. I can accomplish. I can succeed, God. I can be the man you want me to be because you're in me, working in me and through me for your good purposes, God. And, Lord, I pray that tonight, God, that your Holy Spirit will fall in this place so strong, God. That, Holy Spirit, you will penetrate every heart in this place, every mind, every soul, God. And that, Holy Spirit, we will not only just just see love, we will not only just hear about love, but, Holy Spirit, help us to experience the love of God in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you will break chains in this place, God, that after today, God, we will know what love is because we know the one who is love, God. Have your way in this place, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen and amen. Let's give it up for Jesus Christ. It's okay to clap. Don't be scared, right? Any new visitors in here, anybody that's new, just want to give a shout-out, right? Here's an air clap right here, air high-five, bam, new folks in the house. We love you guys, amen? And uh, don't think this is strange. We do this every Friday. It's just what we do, all right? Yeah? This is what we do every Friday, amen? So the title of today's message, as you guys can see on the uh, karaoke screen, is God is love and he loves you. Right, let me say that one more time. I want you guys to really picture this and really hear this with your inner ear, with your inner ear, right? God is love, and he loves you, right? Right now, I want you guys, close your eyes right now. Just close your eyes. Think about God. Think about the fact that God loves you. Just think about it. Just for a second, take your time. And now, right now, I want you to tell yourself, God loves me. You can say it out loud. It's okay. All right? God loves me. God loves me. And see, and we can open our eyes. It's okay, right? It's no magic tricks here, no smoke, no mirrors. But see, the thing is, right, we need to make this personal. We need to make God's love personal for ourselves because it's easy to tell somebody else, hey, God loves you. You should come to our church. You should come to Elevate. It's awesome. God is doing mighty things. God loves you. But then when we're going through something, does God still love you, me? Does God still care about me? I know he loves such and such. I know he loves Steve. I know he loves the leaders. I know he loves, you know, uh, Brandon or, or Jojo. I know he loves them. But does he love me? Does God see me in the nighttime when I cry? Does God see and still love me when I'm going through these things? Is God still there? And see, we need to make this personal because the fact of the matter is, is that God is love and therefore loves you. Not because of what you did or didn't do. He loves you because he is love. He cannot not stop loving because he is love. His nature, who he is, is love. He is love. If you can think about that. God is love. And so the last two weeks we made the differentiation, which is the difference between a child of God and a child of the devil. These are some real serious sermons. How many can agree? Some of us left the house like, man, I am a child of the devil. Some of us say, I am a child of the devil, but you know what? I'm not leaving this place and shall become a child of God. And some of us were born again last week and became children of God. Anybody out there that became a child of God? Anybody, right? We got a couple of them over here raising their hands. Some of you guys scared over here. It's okay. But the thing is, these were serious messages. And believe me, as a pastor, it's, it's hard to preach messages like that because what happens is that a lot of times pastors are afraid to preach messages like that because they're afraid that the people that they're preaching to will not come back next week. But I want to attest to you guys, if you can look around, 
that this week we have more people than last week because God is doing something in this house. Amen? And so we're not afraid to hear a message that's saying challenges us to ask ourselves, hey, am I a child of God or am I a child of the devil? We're not afraid of those kind of messages, and I see that now because you guys came back. You're still smiling at me, and you're ready for more. And I got some more for you guys, all right? And I still got some more prayer for you guys at this altar, amen? So the thing is, we learn from the Word of God that there is no middle ground in these differences. There is no, I can do me, you know, I'm not going to do God, I'm not going to do the devil, but I'm just going to do me. We learn that it's a lie straight from the devil himself and from the world that they preach that. But that you are either a child of God or a child of the devil, and therefore will act according, listen to this now, therefore you would act according to your spiritual father, whether it be God the Father or the devil himself. Which one is your father, right? So John invited us to see the love of the father who gave us the right, right? Anybody got the right to be called a child of God in here? Gave us the right to become children of God through faith in Jesus Christ and not through or by the things we do which led to the understanding that we become children of God first, and then we begin to do and live the way children of God ought to. Let me say that over again. We become children of God first. That's the first thing we must do, is become children of God. Then after that, we begin to do or live the way children of God ought to. So we don't try to do things in order to become children of God. No, we become children of God, and after that, we begin to live and do things that the children of God actually do. We begin to resemble our Father, God in heaven. And so when we are born again through faith in Jesus, God puts his seed. You guys remember what seed meant? Somebody, lay it, somebody say it out. Sperm. Some of y'all say it with pride. You got like Kayla here like, sperm. It meant sperm. Yep, you said that. I told my mama, we know you said sperm. Yes, I said sperm, okay? Seed in the Bible in the Greek means sperm. We got, we got a sister right here. She's like, oh, my goodness, the pastor's talking about sperm. What is happening? What church did I walk into? Listen, okay, in, in the, the New Testament was written in Greek originally, then got translated, right? The Greek of this word seed, which is in the Bible, guys. I'm not telling you guys something like from, from Oprah or something like that. This is legit. Seed means sperm. In the Greek, it means sperm. And so what God is saying is that his DNA is given and put inside of us. That's what the seed equates to. You guys understand this? Some of y'all are going to go home and tell your moms and dads, you won't even believe what we talked about in church today. And you're going to tell them that you're never going back to that church. Please give them the full understanding of what seed and sperm meant here, okay? It means the DNA of the Holy Spirit, which he gave in us, that begins to transform our minds. Listen to this now transforms our minds, our attitudes, our character, and a lifestyle of sin to one that is that of Christ Jesus. He changes us. He transforms us to look and be like Jesus Christ. And so from this being born of God, we begin to act as children of God by loving others as God loves us and showing us true love through Jesus' example of love and denying uh, and dying for us. And so we should also do like, uh, like manner. We ended a chapter with John saying, we know Jesus lives in us through the spirit he gave. Right? We know Jesus lives in us through the spirit he gave us. In chapter 4, which is the chapter we're about to jump into, John continues to speak about the spirit of God. And his, significant, his spirit of God, significance in our lives to experience and know that God loves us and showed us his love by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. 
It is through Jesus we see God's love and through his spirit that we experience his love personally and can express such a love to others because God loves you. And so we end, the last chapter of last week, we end with the fact and the knowledge and the truth that we know that Jesus Christ is in us by the spirit he gave to live inside, he gave to live inside of us. Do you guys understand what I'm saying when I say the Holy Spirit? Anybody? Right? We got one right here. You want to, want to get that answer? No? Anybody else? She's scared. She's like, no, I am not. I told you I didn't come here for that. Anybody else? Right? Spirit of God, who are we talking about? Bree, you got this? Give it a shot. Anybody know? You just let it out. Leilana's my daughter. You know, you're next. Leilana, who is the spirit of God he's talking about? This is my daughter. You will not see her next week because she will be in a closet. I'm getting her, okay? Right? Come on. Let's go. The Holy Spirit is give it up. Did you guys say the same answer? Come on, somebody. Because y'all been reading your Bibles, man. You've been listening. Right? It is the Holy Spirit. Now, even when we say, hey, the Holy Spirit, some of us still don't even know what the Holy Spirit is or for that matter, who is the Holy Spirit? And so today, before we can even go on in talking about that God is love and that God loves us, we must first understand who is this Holy Spirit that's supposed to tell us or give us confirmation that God lives inside of us. Who is this guy? Who is this person? And look at, what, um, look at what John says in chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. I'm going to read it real fast. And it says this. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, little s, but test the spirits, little s, to see whether they are from God, because many false, pro- false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit, capital S, of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. Do you guys see two different spirits going on in these, in these verses as you guys are reading and hearing it from me? Two different ones are going on here. He goes on and says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Come on. That's the kind of spirit I want inside of me, the one that is greater than the one, than the other one. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood, two different spirits. We have a spirit of truth and a spirit of falsehood, okay, now that we establish that. So the thing is, we have to understand now, who is this Spirit of God? And so what I want to let you guys know, and I need you guys to pay attention because this is very vital to the Christian faith in which we believe in, in which we stand on. This is foundational to the Christian beliefs that the God we serve is a God who is one yet reveals himself through three different persons. Three persons, which we call the Trinity, triune God, or triunity meaning three who are combined to make in one union. Do you guys understand this? Did I lose anybody? Right? Is everybody with me? If I lost, you'd be like, can you repeat that? I'll repeat that. It's okay. We won't take our time with this because we need to get this. Okay? So in saying that, I want to show you guys what the scripture says. Genesis chapter 1, 1 and 2. Look at what happens here. 
right? And speaking of the Trinity, but whoever is not from God, wait, wait, that's not, that's not Genesis. That's not Genesis, man. It's not. But Genesis chapter 1, 1 and 2, this is what it says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You guys remember that? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And who was hovering over the waters? You know what this is saying? That the Spirit of God was actually an actual person, and he actually had participation in the creation of all things, including this earth in which we live on. You see him right there. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. We see him right in the beginning of chapter 1 in the, uh, of Genesis, in the beginning of the Bible. They start talking about God, who is God the Father, in verse 1. Then in verse 2, uh, the Spirit of God, who is the third person of the Trinity. Okay, let's move on. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Look at what else it says. Then God said, this is when he made mankind, let us. What did he say? Let who? Let us, right? Us in the, in, the, in the Hebrew because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew while the New Testament was written in Greek originally and then it got translated, right? This us means it's more than two in the Hebrew. It's plural. The one, the, in verse one, when we talked about it in the beginning, that God in the Hebrew is Elohim, meaning more than two, representing a plurality. What does plural mean for any English people out there? Where's my English teacher? Just shell it out. Ashley, where you at? What? Yes, more than one. But in this, in this definition of the Hebrew, when you look at it, it actually says more than two. More than two. So it's signifying that there is a triune God. There's a trinity going on here. Let us move on for time's sake. But you guys understand, there's an us and there's a spirit of God. You guys get this? Okay, look at what happens here now. Luke chapter 3, verse 21 through 22. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, capital S, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. How many people do you see here? Look at it. No, read it real good. How many people? Who? You see three, right? Three. Some of y'all are scared. Like, I don't even know if it's three, but I'm just going to yell out three. Three, yes. And the Holy Spirit, that's one, the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. Who was that voice? God the Father, right? And then right after that, what does he say? You are my son, right? That's the third person. You have the Trinity right here in, right here in Scripture all together. And there's other places in the Scripture. Even though, I'm going to tell you guys right now, nowhere in the Bible does it say Trinity. Nowhere in the Bible. You're not going to find that in the Bible. It's not going to say Trinity. So you're saying, well, Pastor Steve, where did you get Trinity from? We got Trinity from because the, 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 the language of the Bible describes three. And so the only way us as humans can explain that is by saying Trinity, triune God, triunity. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Meaning one God, we don't serve many gods, right, all type of gods, no. One God who reveals himself, just like he revealed himself in Scripture, revealed himself through three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Has everybody got this? Some of you guys are like, dude, I don't even know what's going on, but I need to go back to school now. I just, I'm tired of this stuff. Well, listen, I'm in school, so I can now school you guys, right? And I graduated in about two weeks. Praise God from Bible College. Give it up for Jesus Christ. Amen? And so the thing is, we must understand what's going on here because the Spirit of God is being acknowledged here in chapter 4 of 1 John. And we need now to understand what is the role of the Holy Spirit then? 
What is his role? Yes, Pastor Steve, I see him. I see there's three. They're obviously talking about three. God is revealing himself through three persons. I can see that. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit then, right? If we can go back to Luke. Are we still there? Oh, we are still there. Look at what it says. I need you guys to listen carefully and see what this is. It's not a trick of magic. I'm not going to pull out a rabbit or something like that and just sacrifice him. and No. This is legit stuff right here. Look at what it says. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, right, like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. This is what happens. After Jesus, this is talking about Jesus Christ being baptized. When Jesus was baptized, right, Jesus is being baptized. When he comes up, this is what happens. Heaven opens. The Holy Spirit comes down from heaven representing divine nature, representing a deity, representing God. So the Holy Spirit starts coming down, descending means coming down on him who is Jesus Christ in bodily form. He, come, he goes inside and lives inside Jesus, right? So look at what happens after this. Like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my son, right? Who's speaking here? Father. Thank you, SUM student. Father. The Father's now speaking. He doesn't, he waits to speak until after the Holy Spirit is filled or Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. After that happens, then he speaks and he says this, you are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Right here and then you see what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit himself. And the purpose is, is to give us divine love. It is his love. The only way for love to be confirmed here on earth, the Holy Spirit must then come in and give you that experience to show you. It's God's seal upon people, his people, his children on earth to say, I love you and I love you this much to live inside of you. And so therefore, you no longer have to look for me or see me or, or see my acts. You could actually experience them with inside of you. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Some of you guys are scared like it's like some kind of it movie or something like that. This is legit happening. This is not like Hollywood. The Holy Spirit of God lives inside every born again child of God. He is inside of you. He is the one who causes you to experience the very fruits of the Holy Spirit, which is the first one is what? Does anybody know the fruits? What is the first spirit? I mean the first uh, fruit, what? Love. If love was not the first fruit, which is the foundational fruit that the Holy Spirit gives us, no other fruit would matter. No other fruit, matter of fact, would even happen. So therefore, what, what, what the Bible is trying to tell us is that the Holy Spirit is the one who is love, God's confirmation of love coming down so that we can experience his love. Does everybody understand that? Nobody. This is just sad. <laughs> right? Caleb, do you understand that? She's paying attention. Thank God we got one person, man. Let's keep going. All right? I'm losing time here. So everybody understand the Trinity? We are going to move on. Spirit of truth. Now, look, it, we're going to go back to the scriptures. Now, we do understand what spirit he's talking about. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. We can see that in verses like John 14, 17, verse 26, uh, John 15, 13, same writer who wrote this, wrote that gospel. And so, look, spirit of truth, right? Remember, remember he said that, spirit of truth? Spirit of truth acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is from God. You guys remember that? It says, spirit, uh, it says, this is how you can recognize the Spirit of God, right? Capital S. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And then it says, every spirit that doesn't is opposite. Spirit of falsehood, there it is, connected, bam, right? The Spirit of truth acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. The Holy Spirit, when he comes inside of us and lives inside of us, he will confirm what the Bible is saying is true. 
that Jesus Christ actually died. And not only would he confirm that, meaning he would, he would um, how, many, how, how can I break that down, the word confirm? Anybody know what confirm means? Because I said confirm, and y'all are like, I don't even know what confirm is. Right? Assure us. Thank you. Right? So the thing is, that's the first spirit. The second spirit is this, the spirit of falsehood. This is the purpose of the spirit of falsehood. The spirit of falsehood denies that Jesus came in the flesh, and so its sole purpose is to remove the ultimate act of God's love in the world and his people, which was through Jesus Christ. Do you guys, did you guys catch that? I kind of read, read fast. I'm Puerto Rican. I have a fast tongue. Look at my boy right here. Quinn's like, dude, start over. Start from the beginning. Okay, I got you. The spirit of falsehood, you guys need to listen to this because right now in this room, Many of you guys who are not children of God have the spirit of falsehood inside of you and therefore can never acknowledge or experience the love of God. It removes the true definition of love. And so we walk around with a bootleg love. I preached on that before. Listen to this. The spirit of falsehood denies that Jesus came in the flesh. And so its sole purpose is to remove the ultimate act of God's love. What is the ultimate act of God's love? Anybody know? Nobody. This is a shame. Does anybody know what is the ultimate? Is that a trick question? Because I'm bad with questions. Is that a trick question? Jazzy, is that a quick trick question? What is the, Avi, what is the ultimate act of God's love? Let's hear it. Ooh, see my daughter. Give it up for Aviana, right? She's getting this thing, man. She is, she is, <laughs> Julie messed me up, man. She is getting it, man. Yes. <laughs> This brother just messed me truly up, man. Oh, my goodness. Can somebody give me something? I'm sweating over here. I'm losing weight as we speak. Listen, the act of God's love to the world and his people was through Jesus Christ, his death. Listen, you guys, some of you guys don't believe me. Look at the chapter above. This is what it says. 1 John 3.16 says this. This is how we know what love is. Here's the definition of love. This is how we know what love is. Thank you, bro. You guys ready for the definition? This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. That is the definition of love. And so if that's the definition of love, then these false teachers or false, or the spirit of falsehood, which is the false teachers that we were talking about through this whole series, which the, 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 the religion or, or their belief was from a word that's called the docetism, docetism. Somebody say docetism, right? Little weird word or whatever, but docetism, what they believe was that, this is some stupid stuff, but people actually believe this stuff, right? Docetism is that they believe that Jesus Christ was never human. They believe he came in, he came, bam, but it was all in appearance. It was like, okay, yeah, that's Jesus, but he doesn't have a human body. It's just fake. It only seems like that. He did a magic trick. That's what they say. I'm not even lying. People believe this stuff. Even this day, that's why he's writing about it. They believe that he didn't come in human form, but that he was a spiritual person. So that the person that died was a spiritual person. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? There was no body. So that means that when Jesus was walking around, he had no shadow. Brother, that had no footprints. I mean, he had some skills, magic tricks, like, bam, no, no shadow. Whoop, gone. Footprints, gone. He, all this was gone. You know what I mean? They believed this stuff. And so they started teaching this stuff inside the church so that John had to write this letter. Right? The thing is, there's a, there's a, there's a, a meaning or a problem that happens after this. And this is the problem. Let me read it to you guys. The problem is this. To remove the humanity of Jesus, uh, Jesus humanity, you guys know what humanity is, right? Body, flesh, right? 
To remove the humanity of Jesus would be to assume that we do what we do in the flesh means nothing. And so we can do whatever we want in the flesh, such as and especially sin. Because what we do as humans means nothing, for we just live and die, and our spirits go on living, and so, has the, and so the spirit has the only meaning or value of life. The problem with this is that if we move the humanity of Jesus Christ, then that means that there was never a sacrifice for our sins. Not only that, but that means that God does not now have an example of his ultimate love and definition for the world. To remove the humanity of Jesus Christ is to remove the very definition of love from God. Do you guys understand this? You guys wonder why we walk around with a bootleg love? Because we haven't acknowledged and accepted the true definition of love that was only found in Jesus Christ. See, so the falsehood that what these people want to do, these, these docetism people, right, what they want to do is, is to remove the actual act of the love of God into this world. And so when you remove that, it allows us as human beings, faulty, wicked in our hearts, above measure, our minds are all jacked up, all we do is want to sin, sin, sin. If we are left with, uh, with the definition of love, you know what it'll look like? Homosexual marriage. It will look like sin. It will look like wickedness. It will look like, dude, I only love you when I feel like it. And the moment you do something wrong to me, I don't love you anymore. You see, it will look like somebody having to earn somebody else's love, but if they don't do enough works to earn that love, I will never love you fully or truly. It allows us to define the very love that only God can define himself and has defined it through the body of Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection. If there is no body, then there is no sacrifice for sin. There is no offering there. But Jesus Christ came into this world 100% God, 100% human, and laid down his life as an ultimate sacrifice so that we can see what love is. The definition of real love. Not that we earn it, not that we did anything for it, but that God gave it freely as John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Eternal life. If that ain't love, I don't know what is. Because, see, we never earned this. We never earned salvation. We never earned or did enough works to say, God, now you got to forgive me of my sins. We never did that. And, see, it is important for us to understand that, that Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. If he was not a human being, he would never be able to die because then it would just leave the God part. And, see, God cannot die. If God can die, then he is not God. Do you understand how deep this goes? I can't take it that deep, right, because ice is like, look, I ain't having this stuff. I'm trying to go home. I'm just, playing. I'm just messing with ice's bed. So the thing is, we got to move on. I'm running out of time here, right? But look, the one spirit, capital S, who is in us is greater than the one spirit of falsehood who is in the world. You see, we have to understand when we accept the, uh, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the spirit of God comes inside of us. And that truth overcomes and is greater than the lies in the world. But see, there's, there's something that happens in the world. The world listens to the world, but the world does not listen to God. And so when you come at somebody else or the world and speak the truth, what do they do? Right? Don't be scared. Right? What do they do? Right? They're going to respond just the way the world does. They'll probably tell you to shut up, smack you, whoop you, 
I know for me, when I was in the world or whatever, straight game banging or whatever, Christian came up to me on a little 10-speed, little bone bike or whatever, tried to tell me the gospel. I punched him in his face, grabbed his bike, and started beating him with the bike. Ugh, ugh, all in the face, whooping this dude. And then I dragged him and put him underneath a porch. I was a gang member in the world filled with demons. And that's what I did with the gospel because I was of the world. But the moment I got saved, let me tell you something, man. The love of God came inside of me. I had to repent. I started seeing things differently now. I wanted to love other people of human. I wanted to love humans. Before, I hated humans. I didn't care about the flesh. But after I got saved and the Holy Spirit came inside of me, I was able not only to see love, but experience love in my own life, real love. I started to love myself. I start, well, first, I started to love God. Then I started to love myself. And then I started to love others. And see, that was God's love being completed in my life. And so even today, I'm able to love myself. I'm able to love my wife, my children. I'm able to love God. I'm able to love others. And because of that, people are able to say, this is a man of God. That's a man of God. That's a woman of God. Look at the way they love. No matter what we do to them, they're going to still love us. They're going to still love us. And so we, therefore, are from God, born of God. And so listen to the truth while the world listens to what is false. And that's how we know who is of the spirit, who is of what spirit. Spirit of truth or the spirit of falsehood? Which one are you from? Who's your spiritual daddy? Whose child is this? You have to ask ourselves that question just like last week. But this week is what spirit is inside of you? Is it the spirit of God? And if the spirit of God is inside of you, then we should see some fruits that come out of that. And the first one is love. True or false? Jesus Christ is both 100% human and 100% God. Is that true or false? True. Does anybody else know that's true? Can, can, I, can I hear it over here? If you guys know it's true? Kate is like, yes, it is. Yep, it is. If I don't say yes, my mom will get me. It is. Right? Esther, what do you think? It's true, right? Look at what it says. It is true, obviously, right? Number one, he is both 100% human in that if he was not, he would not be able to die, let alone die for the sins of the world as a perfect human sacrifice for mankind. Number two, he is 100% God in that he is divine supreme being and creator of all things and having no beginning or end, holy and sinless. That is the God we serve. 100%, 100% man, 100% God, able to understand us on our level because he came down to our level. Amen? Moving on, right? I'm running out of time here. I'm going to keep going. God is good. Check this out, right? We're on verse 7 now, I'm trying to go through this thing. Does everybody understand the first part? Spirit of God, right? We're about to get into the juicy stuff right now. God is love. And loves you. Amen. You guys ready for this? Hallelujah. Let's do this, right? Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. You guys hearing this? God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. This is how he showed it, right? He sent his one and only son, as Aviana said, into the world that we might live through him. Who do we live through? Jesus. Thanks. She even said Jesus. That's awesome. This is love. Look at this. Guys, if this don't hit you, then something is wrong with you. Okay? Look at what God says through John right here. This is love. Not that we loved God. Look at this. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loves us, since God loves you, we also ought to love one another. 
No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. I want to keep going all the way to verse 18. That's what it says. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his what? His spirit, capital S, his Holy Spirit. That's how we know that not only that God lives in us, but that we are in him, in Jesus, through his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. And so whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Who are we like? Jesus, right? You're not like, you're not like dude up the street. You're not like Kanye. You're like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. You see, when you operate in the spirit of falsehood, you automatically get the spirit of fear that comes with it. Because automatically, let me ask you guys something to do a self-test, and you don't have to answer this question, right? But you're living in the world, do your thing, but you always have a fear that when you die, something bad is going to happen even after that. How many can attest to that? Right? Like, you know, man, I've been sinning. I've been acting a darn fool. Somebody going to catch me. I might have got away from my mom or daddy, but God sees all things. What is going to happen to me? And so even though, listen to this now, right? Even though it's like I don't want nothing to do with God, nothing to do with the devil, you try to just Pretend that there's a middle ground, which there's not. You operate in a spirit of falsehood, and it comes with fear. Because you always start thinking about it in the back of your head, and every so often it comes to the front of your head, I'm going to be punished. When I get caught, I'm going to be punished. When I go and, and, and see God face to face, I'm going to be punished. How many people can attest to that? Right? One person. You guys. Quinn. Right? Even, even the leader raised his raise hand like, yup, 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 that happens to me, right? Right? Look, look at Jay, like, dude, I, I had my hand up. You just didn't see it. I had it up, though. Jay had it up, right? But do you guys understand what I'm saying? Does everybody understand this example, right? Even in the bed, in the nighttime, we know, like, man, bro, I am not right with God. It's, it's inside of you. I am not right with God. If I die, I'm going to experience punishment. It's because you're operating off the spirit of falsehood. And falsehood comes with fear, and fear comes with punishment because you know you're not living in right standing with God. And so today, God is trying to show you that, listen, it's not about that you love me or the lack thereof. It's the fact that I love you. I love you. And I, I proved my love to you. Not because you started doing cartwheels and backflips in church and you started coming to church and living holy or trying to do that or whatever. No, I love you and I showed you it when I sent my only son to die for you. And see, right there I gave you the definition of love and I showed you that my love is true. That my love is genuine. That my love is for you. It is not against you. It is for you if you but realize that. And so this is what Peter, uh, I'm sorry, John is talking about through these verses. Check this out. The spirit of the one who empowers us and confirms that we are in him and him and him in us and brings about fruits, actions of a child of God. That brings, listen to this now. 
This is what the Spirit of God does. He gives us and allows us to, to produce fruits or actions as a child of God, meaning live for God. That brings heaven, Jesus, and earth, us humans, and makes them one through and in true love. Did you guys catch that? The Holy Spirit's role is to indwell inside the believer so that heaven and earth, humans, Jesus, coming together and becoming one under love. And it's not that we love God first. It's that God loved us first and sent his son to do this. And so he makes us one in his true love. And so when we rely on, on the love of God, well, I'm sorry. And so when we rely on the love of God, which he has for us, to which he confirms in us and for us through his spirit, and he did this with Jesus at his baptism, as we read in Luke 3.22. It is the confirmation of God's love in that we see Jesus and we see the definition of what love is. But now that we receive the Holy Spirit inside of us, we're able to experience that same love. That is what the human race is lacking right now is the true love of God. And because the falsehood had entered in and people start talking about things like, dude, you only got one life, right? What was that, that, that trend? YOLO, right? You only live once. How many people remember that? That thing came out. People started smoking weed and stuff. We having sex, sin. It was like, dude, I only live once. You might as well do this. Let's go to the club. Let's do it hard, right? How many people did that? Nobody raised their hand like, dude, I ain't tricking on myself. My mom is watching this right now, right? My, my man's right here raising his hand. The truth of the matter is, you know where that came from? The spirit of falsehood. It came to, to, to twist it just like it came there 2,000 plus years ago. It came the same way. And it says, dude, you only live once. This human body doesn't mean nothing. It's going to die anyways. So you might as well live the way you want to live. And you know where that came from? Not just the spirit of falsehood, but the spirit of falsehood is Satan himself. It came from the spiritual fathers who is not children of God, but children of the devil. And so what they want to do is expand their own kingdom by saying, dude, YOLO, dude, you only live once. You might as well smoke weed. You might as well have sex because you're going to live and die and then what? The only thing that goes on is your spirit. That's the only thing. And after that, it doesn't even matter because your body's in the ground dead. It doesn't matter. How many people heard that before? You want to know where it came from? Satan himself. You're like, dude, no, it did not. Man came from Little Wayne. No. Then Little Wayne is, is a child of the devil. He ain't a child of God. I'm telling you, some of y'all are like, you bogus for that. No, it's the truth. I'll tell him in his face. And then I'll preach the gospel to him. Because the reality is, this is where it came. The Bible's telling us true or false. The truth of the matter is, it comes from Satan. It comes from the enemy of our soul. And so we must understand this. Just like what happened at the baptism of Jesus Christ, it wants to, Jesus Christ wants it to happen to you, and that we are indwelled by the spirit of his love. That lives inside of us so that we can stop coming up here praying, God, help me to stop sinning. I want to stop sinning. I heard a brother last week that says, man, dude, I keep smoking weed. I want to stop, but I keep smoking weed. I keep smoking and stuff, and I play basketball or whatever. They try to come around me and stuff like that, and next year I end up, and I'm getting high with them again. You want to know that why that happens, why it's so hard to stop sinning? Because the Spirit of God is not inside of you. I'm going to tell you what happens. I was just talking to a brother in the front about this right now. The difference between a child of God and a child that's trying to be a child of God is that the moment a child of God sins, there's a conviction that happens inside of him. You can't just keep on sinning. You, you, even though you want to, because believe me, look, I, I, I want to sin. Like, it's in my flesh. Like, my, my, the, you know, this body, the, sin, the, the sinful nature, right? 
the thing that wants to keep on, dude, I want to sin. Like, I see people like, dude, I should smoke that like with them. Like, the temptation comes, you know, sexual morality, all these other things. But the reason that stops me is the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of God. And you may think like, man, you know, Pastor Steve is a super Christian or, or, or Julian or whatever. No, it's not that we're super Christians. It's just we got the Spirit of God inside of us. And so we don't keep on sinning. We can't. Even if we wanted to and try to, it would be like forcing myself to sin. That is the difference. See, people in the spirit of the falsehood, there's no forcing there. It's like, dude, I got, I got halves in a way, a bag of weed. You, you want to, dude, let's do this. It's not even, I don't even got to pull your arm. You look at me be a complete stranger and have a bag of drill in my pocket, right? And come up to you like, dude, I got some Bin Laden in my pocket, Shamal. Are you ready for this? And you know if you're world, dude, I am ready. What is your name? I'm Steve. I'm Shamal. Let's go. I just met this brother. He will come with me to smoke the weed. I kid you not. I wouldn't even have to pull his hair. Nothing. Nothing. No bragging, nothing. Just, dude, I got weed. Uh, I got a crib right here. Let's get high. I'm there. Real simple. And it's, it's easy. You know what I had to break his arm if he was if he was of the enemy? Shamal, what's up, man? My name is Steve, man. God bless you, man. Dude, why don't you come to church with me? What? And, dude, it's like, I got to pull his hair. And, like, dude, I will pull your hair and bring you to church. It's like I had to force him to do what is right. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's so easy to do what's wrong. It's like, dude, pass the weed already. I want to smoke that sucker. It's so easy. It's easy to do it. And see, that's the difference between the spirit of God and the spirit of falsehood. The one that's spirit of the falsehood, it's easy to commit sin, sin, and more sin. But the spirit of God, you got to force that brother to sin. You got to force him. And even if you did, he can't keep on doing it because he feels so much conviction in there. Like, dude, I broke the heart of my first love. It's not even about, like, dude, I broke the commandment, dude. I made a bong. I got high, dude. The sucker was fire, dude. No, it wasn't none of that. It's the fact of you're sitting there crying and praying like, God, forgive me for breaking your heart. Because it's about a heart thing. Now, it's not about a religion. It's about a heart thing because something happened to our heart. It was traded for the heart of God himself, the beating heart of love. And so what happens is that we need to have the spirit of truth inside of us so that we can live a godly life the way God destined for us to live. And see, I don't know about you guys, but I want that every day. I must have that every day because I don't need weed to get high then. All I got to do is spend time in the spirit of God, and I'm high as a kite. I'm laughing and stuff, kicking it, don't even make a difference. Like, dude, I just, and they may think I'm high. Like, people at my job, like, this guy's got to be high all the time. Smiling and laughing all the time. No, dude, I am high off Jesus. Like, like, dude, what kind, where you get your weed from? Is that Africa? Like, dude, like, legit, like, you getting shipment? No, dude, it comes from heaven. Like, what? You got to connect in heaven? Yes, dude. Stop playing. What's his name? Dude, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And he gets me high every single day, dude. The thing is, it's so awesome because I don't even have halves. Oh, brother's broken. He still gives me, he still gives me high. He still gives me the love of God. Some of y'all are like, dude, he's blasphemy. No, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. I stay high every single day. It can be messed up outside, cloudy, raining. It don't matter. Ask my wife. I was praying this, was it this morning, babe? My, uh, I was praying my wife this morning. And I'm like, God, look, it's a nasty day out. It got a cold wind. But God, I thank you that I have peace. This weather don't make a difference in my life, God, because I have you in my life. Listen, that is a person who is high off Jesus. It could thunderstorm right now. The whole top of the building could go, woof. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome, dude. Like, we're going to see Jesus right now. Some of y'all run this way. Forget the pastor. I'm going this way and leave me. Like, it's cool. Y'all going to leave me. I'm going with Jesus, though. So the thing is, right, wrapping this thing up, right, the reality is, I know, I'm, you know, we're talking about getting high 
and high and stuff like that. Y'all like, dude, this guy's crazy. But I am dead serious. I am for real. Jesus Christ is my connect. And the way heaven comes to earth and gives me that high, the fruits of the spirit, love, peace, joy, and all these other things, is because the spirit of God is inside of me. He changed me from the inside out. I, I, I'm not going to say I wish you guys knew me before I was a Jesus freak because then you probably would not know me. But the reality is, man, I was a jacked up dude. I had no love. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not only both like, dude, I was this, I was that. You know, you're stupid. No, this is legit. Like, dude, this is legit. I was a jacked up dude, man. I hated human flesh. I'm not lying. I hated human flesh. I would shoot you in broad daylight. I kid you not, I was, I was stupid, dude. I was stupid. I was locked up 13 times. Last time was first degree attempt murder. I, I'm telling you, I was out there dumb, shooting people, trying to kill people. I didn't care. I would just watch you, just like, you're dumb, you're shot, ha, whatever. It's like I was dumb. And because I had a spirit of falsehood in me, I thought that's what I was supposed to do because I was of the world, right? Because the world's supposed to kill each other, right? Looking at the news today. That's what they do. The world, I shoot you, you shoot me. You know what I mean? You, um, my, my girlfriend starts to fight. You know, you shoot her, then I go shoot you, and now I'm dead too. And It's like real stupid, right? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Chicago jacked up, right? Murder's going on crazy, right? Where do you think this is from? Spirit of falsehood. Because human beings, the humankind, it means absolutely nothing. You see, but when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you recognize that Jesus Christ came in the flesh to die for you, to show his love, you realize Human beings means a lot, and I want to love them. I want to show them the love of God. And so God is love. Not the fact that love is God because that will make love God, God itself. But no, it's God is love. Not that love is God. So when we get to know God, listen to this. When we get to know God personally, we get to know love itself. And that same love causes, that same love causes us to live in and for God as he is moving and acting through us to the world in love. What is the key factor there? The key word. Love. Who said that? Right, his brother's on fire, right? Give it up for his brother, right, man. Right, he got answers and stuff. He's paying attention. Listen, the main thing is love. And, and the reason why this is important, guys, we have to get this, man. We have to, have to get this. The reason why it's important is because many of you guys out there, honestly, you want to be children of God. You're like, dude, I'm coming to Elevate every Friday. I, I want to be a child of God. I want to live the way God wants me to live. But we're going about it all the wrong way. We're going about it trying to force ourselves to keep the commandments, trying to force ourselves with all of our might, all of our strength, all of our mind to keep and then live the way God wants us to live. But we, don't, we realize every single time I take a step, I fall again. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I take a step, I fall again. You know why it's like that? Because there's no love there. You're still living with a mindset that you have to earn God's salvation and earn God's love. That's the wrong mindset. That's a mindset that comes from the world. Because the world will tell you, dude, if you don't own it, you don't earn it, you don't get it. And even female with relationships, if you don't earn my love and give me that ring and some for dudes, it's like, if you don't have sex with me, ain't going to be no love. How many know what I'm talking about, right? Ain't no love. You're in high school right now. Like, girl, come on, man. Show me your love. Let's, let's do this. I got a crib. We're going to go in the garage. Like, you know, come on. And you're just, the girl's like, yeah? Are you going to love me? I got you, girl. Don't even worry about this stuff. Like, come on through. Don't worry about it, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, you're trying to earn that dude's love. And in the end, you do it. Fall into sin or whatever. Do the thing, right? And in the end, you feel horrible. The fear comes upon you even more. And then punishment. The pending punishment, because you know you done messed up. 
And after that, what happens to the dude? He's gone. He's on the next one. Picks another girl. Come on for the girls in the corner over there, right? They pick another girl. Look at that. She's going through it right now. And look, the reality is, hold on, guys. Look at the reality is we're missing true love. We're missing the love of God, guys. And so it's real love that we live in and for God as he is moving and acting through us to the world in love. And so confidence we have because we know that we live in as Jesus lived in this world through and in his love for the world and for others. That's how we gain confidence. Not that we earn confidence like, dude, I know God is going to answer my prayer because I've been coming to Elevate every Friday now. And I've been praying for this prom dress. And like, Lord, it's gold. It looks pretty. I want this prom dress, God, and I'm going to go to Elevate for a whole month. And then you got to give me that prom, that prom dress. And then you got to give my man some Jordans because he's taking me. Right? You got you to work this out. And we try to work these things. In, you guys know what I'm talking about? Prom's coming up, right? We try to work for this love. But in the end, it's the wrong thing. What God is trying to tell you is that the only way you can live for me is through my love. The only way you can have confidence in this world when you're going to face judgment and stand you and God. And God is going to judge you. It's only going to be based on your love. The way you love God, the way you love yourselves, and the way you love others. That is what's going to stand the test of time of eternity in flames that awaits the individual that is not a child of God. It is love for God, for yourself, and for others. But first, we have to recognize and accept God's love for us. That is what happens. This confidence we gain in God by the Spirit who lives in us, the same confidence that relies on the true love of God. What are we all to rely on? The true love of God that drives out the fear that comes from the world. You see where that fear comes from? It comes from the world. Some of us in this room call that fear love. It's false. And we move by that fear. We let that fear drive us. We try to get close to God and like, oh, I'm getting too close. I'm going this way because I'm scared. I'm going this way. And that fear begins to drive us. And so it stops us from accepting love and giving love, real love. Fear does that. But I know, a God, I know God Almighty who is love, who is able to drive out that fear and replace that fear with confidence. When we operate in the spirit of falsehood, of the world's false love, we operate from a position of fear that accompanies punishment. It is only true love defined by God who is love that makes us perfect by his love and so bringing confidence to the child born of God through his love. Did you guys get that? If you all can stand up, we're going to end if I get the guitarist up here. I'm going to say this one more time, guys. It is by love. If you're wondering why you are not a son of God, it's because you have not, or a daughter of God, it's because you have not allowed the Spirit of God to come inside of you and make you born again. That you can experience true love, and that is the love that will cause you to live for God. And so again... When we operate in the spirit of falsehood of the world's false love, we operate from a position of fear that accompanies punishment. It is only true love defined by God through Jesus Christ, right, his sacrifice and forgiveness of our sins, who is love that makes us perfect by his love and so bringing confidence to the child born of God through his love. It is all about love. See, God is love, and he loves you.
And so in hearing this message and knowing what Jesus Christ did for you, not that you earn anything. He said, no, listen, this is love. Not that you love me, but that I loved you and gave you my only son to die for you. That is what we must recognize. That's how we see what true love is. Somebody died for you and his name is Jesus. He died in order for you to live and have real love residing inside of you. The Bible says in closing, verse 19, we love because he first loved us. This is why we love. This is how I'm able to live for God. This is how I'm able to serve God. This is how I'm able to serve you every Friday behind his pulpit. This is how I'm able to do it because God first loved me. And then I was able to love him in return. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have not seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. I'm sorry, I'm us wrong. Whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Why is he making statements like this? Because he knows that anybody who sees and gets to know the God who is love will automatically start loving others. Will automatically start doing it. So to sit here and say, hey, I live for God. Hey, I, you know what I mean? I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. But yet you don't live for God. Yet you don't love anybody else. That right there shows God and everybody else you don't know God. You've never seen him and you don't know him. But see, tonight we have encouragement and we're able to have confidence that we can come up here, even tonight, and say, God, I'm tired of experiencing this fake love. I'm tired of trying to be a Christian and trying my best out of my own efforts and keep falling and falling and falling. God, fill me up with your Holy Spirit. Fill me up, Lord. Have you experienced true love of God and know that God loves you? Have you did that, anybody? Have you experienced true love and know that God loves you? If you haven't, come up today and let God love on you because he is love. Come get to know him. Come get to experience him. Ask him for his spirit to fill you up. Have you been trying to earn God's love and acceptance by, and keep failing and failing and failing? Then come receive the Holy Spirit who will make you born of God and so born of true love that comes from the Father and God who is love. And lastly, do you want a relationship with God? Do you want to be saved? Come and confess Jesus' humanity, his divinity, and the fact that he paid the sacrifice for your sin and has the ability to forgive you of any sin you have done and make you born of the Spirit of God. Does anybody want to be saved today? With all eyes closed, with all heads bowed. You know, we had a lot of fun tonight. I don't think it was going to be this much fun. But we talked about some real serious stuff here. And see, the, the, the reality is that the Spirit of God is not inside of you, you are not a child of God. If the Spirit of God is not inside of you, you would not be going to heaven. It is only those who have been sealed with the Spirit of God. And you will know the Spirit of God is in you by the way you love one another. By the way you obey God, by the way you live for God, you would know that the Spirit lives in that person. And that is you, and you don't have confidence tonight. I commend, I commend you. Come up here. I encourage you. Come up here. I urge you. Come up here and receive the Spirit of God in your life. Because eternity 
Eternity is at stake here. Eternity. If you have been operating in a spirit of falsehood, I want to encourage you, come up here. Get some prayer. Deal with that. Get it out of your life by the power of God and say, God, fill me up with your Holy Spirit. If you want to be saved tonight or you're not saved, come up here. Confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Ask Him to confess your sins. Ask Him to forgive you and get saved. If that is you, come on up here. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. We are church family in this place. We're not here to judge you. We're not here to kick you in the face or kick you while you're down. We're here to love you the way Jesus called us to love you. If that is you, come on up here. If you could all bow your heads and close your eyes, I'm going to pray for you guys right now. Father, in the name of Almighty Jesus, God, we thank you for who you are, God. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, that you're able, God. We thank you for your love, God, that has been expressed to us through Jesus Christ. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that allows us to experience your love, God. Not just see it, not just talk about it, Lord, not just see it in other people, but we can have true love in us. By your spirit, God, if we but confess you in our lives, I pray, Lord God, that you would touch every heart, every mind. God, that you would reign your divine love through your spirit in this place in Jesus' name. That, Lord, we would experience your love, God. Lord, that we would not experience some religious thing, Lord God, some religion. But, God, that we would experience a true relationship with you, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, Lord God, whoever's out there, God, and you know who they are, who is not saved, I pray that today they will get saved. I pray that today, Lord God, you will deal with their sin, that you will deal, Lord God Almighty, with their, the false spirit that is over them. And God, that you will deal, Lord God, with their father, Lord God, with their identity. And God, that you will be their father tonight, God, and for eternity. I rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of falsehood and antichrist in Jesus' name. I lose truth in, the truth in this place, God. I lose your spirit, God, in the name of Jesus to touch every life in this place, God. Touch every heart, God. Touch every soul, God. Touch every spirit, God. Bring salvation in this place tonight in Jesus' name, God. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, God. In Jesus' name, if it's you, we still got a few more minutes. Y'all can come up here.